Hello, everybody. Today is May the 4th, 2023. Do you know what day this is? Today is the National National Prayer Day. National (laughs) Prayer Day. And we weren't scheduled. Sean and I were not scheduled. That was Sean White, by the way. Hello, Sean. Hi, Greg. (laughs) Uh, We didn't have a scheduled uh, meeting today for uh, doing the book of Isaiah, which will continue probably tomorrow morning. But I know that I felt impressed, and I know Sean's been talking with me off air in private conversations about how much prayer matters right now. So this national day of prayer has been around for a long time. Uh, and the thing we need to pray for right now is we need to pray for our country. Uh, yeah. When Sean and I do a podcast uh, together, we, we always say a prayer before because we want the Holy spirit to be there and, and, Hopefully, the Spirit will enlighten our minds and give us ideas to share. And while we were preparing today, <clears throat> just a few minutes ago, I got a strong impression that this this is not unlike the children of Israel in Egypt, who initially were invited to come down under the direction of Joseph during the time of famine, when his family came down to live in the land of Goshen in Egypt. And then there arose a Pharaoh who knew not Joseph. There was, they forgot. And according to the Bible, these people became slaves and helped build the, I think they helped build the, uh, the cities, these beautiful cities uh, in Egypt or one city. Anyway, I don't remember how many, but they were involved in those. They call them jewel cities, or there's a term they use. Anyway, what did they start to do? They, they prayed. There was no way they're getting out of that situation. And for 400 yeah. years, I think they were down there. I don't know how many of those those years were uh, enslavement, but a period of 400 years had passed. And <clears throat> the prayers made a difference. Um, those people, maybe the, Lord was slow to, maybe the Lord was slow to hear their prayers if they were at all wicked. <clears throat> and it took them a long time to get aligned with the Lord, you know, in a, another 40 years in the wilderness. <laughs> but the Lord provided Moses. He provided an escape. And it was completely and totally miraculous. I'm not saying there weren't natural events that came into play. There's some things about that. The point is, it was time and the Lord heard their prayers. And we know that there are angels in heaven. The Lord has a much more powerful army than the adversary. And Sean, what have you been telling me about the importance of prayer and the balance of this war that we're fighting right now? Well, the sad thing of it is, is I see that um, we're not praying with enough sincerity. I mean, I've been taken back and seen the lights of the prayers and the power of them. And of course, mother's prayers for their children are some of the most very, very most powerful prayers. And uh, the Satanists are also praying at this time, and they don't want to lose their way of life. They don't want to lose what they have, and they are offering sacrifices to maintain their way of life and have control and pleasure, self-pleasure and everything. And I just, I know that if we will pray more, that we will actually and ask for help from the other side, 
the tribulation and stuff ahead of us is going to be reduced. And we will be so blessed as we increase the number of prayers daily around the world that are going. And to have that belief, to have that in our mind, that angels can be sent to help us, for there are far more with us than without us. Wasn't that Brigham Young that said that? Well, I know it's in the Old Testament. They to be with us for more than they to be against us in the unseen world. Yeah. Um, I think most of us believe that as we do work for the dead, vicarious work as we do in our temples, in our church, and uh, show respect for them. I know that I feel like many of them are freed up to be able to assist our families as we do work for them, a work of salvation that they can't do for themselves on the earth, that they maybe are freed up to do some things to help us over here. I certainly believe that that our our dead ancestors are um, allowed to help and whoever other whatever other angels in God's army that are up there. Uh, I want to say this again, I've said it before, but reading accounts of the angels standing by ready to assist us, if only yeah. we would pray. That's uh, we don't want to pass pass up on those blessings. And as you've said, I mean, you pointed out, I saw this too this week, Satan calm being held in Boston, how, right. how, how much despair that must have made many people feel who live there to have that happen in their own city. I'm sure many of them were opposed. One of the bastions of freedom, the place that triggered freedom in our country with the Boston Tea Party and that rebellion against oppressive government, it's, a, it's, a, it's really disheartening to see them select that location to celebrate satanic ritual. and Something you know, we don't talk about very commonly is on the day that they were preparing to do the Boston Tea Party, that all of Congress uh, stopped what they were doing and fasted and prayed before that dreadful day when they were going to throw off the tea and everything. I mean, they brought in a minister and he read to them scripture all day while all the members of Congress fasted. I mean, these guys knew what prayer and fasting meant to them. And um, I wish we would talk about these type of things more often, you know, and not let them be hidden away because they strengthen us. I, you know, in 2000, let's see, in 1986, when I ran that knife through my left hand there and cut all the tendons, you know, it had been five hours there since I had the accident had happened, and the pain was incredible. And uh, they were washing out the palm of my hand there with these long needles that would go all the way through and irrigating it, flushing it out, and still no painkillers after five hours from when I'd cut all those tendons and the tears were just running down my eyes as I went in the elevator upstairs. The pain was just incredible. And I told Heavenly Father, you know, I really need some help. I can't take it anymore. And then immediately my great grandmother reached out and grabbed my hand and all the pain went away. And they, as they put me under, and then I was taught I was taught about um, how that they were all around us and they were given assignments to help us. But unless we asked, they were restricted from helping. 
we had to ask first. And we're cutting them short of what they can do. I mean, they've been given assignments and they can't help unless we ask. And so they cry and they mourn and they go, why won't you, Craig, ask me and I will step in and help you. Why won't you ask me, Sean? You know, and it's so sad that we're cheating them out of blessings and opportunities to serve on the other side because we won't ask. It's uh, it's way more than what we realize. Mm. You mentioned you mentioned that, and I want to clarify what you were saying that uh, to a person who is having an out of body experience um, like yourself. I've read the accounts where they watch the prayers and it's like beams of light ascending up and through the yes. sky and that the brightest of those prayers were the mothers praying for, for their the, children. Yeah. And I think that's the point you're making, right? Yes. It was. Um, I had a friend tell me a similar story today. A, a friend came through town. I hadn't seen in over 40 years. Childhood friend said his son-in-law had shot himself through the hand, was cleaning a gun, and the pistol, a Glock, shot him through the hand. And he said, "I." And he said, "I." He offered to give him a blessing on his hand, and he said, "He said in a joking way, like a dummy." I told him his hand would be fully healed, uh, and he said he was using his hand in a week. He didn't have any tendon damage. He didn't have any any bone damage. He was completely healed and using his hand in a week. And, you know, I know that feeling of feeling silly when you say something the Spirit tells you to do, when you don't have the evidence in front of you that it's going to happen, but you say it anyway. Sean, what are the things that we need to pray for, for our country? Right now, I think more than anything else, we need to pray for truth to be exposed, to know the difference between good and evil. Um, many of our brothers and sisters here on earth are trapped in not having truth before them, and they're still puzzled by who is supporting what plan and what plan is good. And uh, as this is exposed, I think we'll have more people praying for righteousness and more people making choices in their lives that will help them become closer to our Heavenly Father through personal prayer. It's so vitally important at this time and the events of the future as I was shown as I walked with the Savior would be lessened in severity as we increase the number of people praying here. So so let me cover something really basic for those of you who have never prayed before. Uh, I don't know how you know Jews pray necessarily uh, the exact formula or, or way they pray or Hindu, or Muslim, or Sikh. But I want to tell you how I learned as a Christian how to pray and invite you to pray. So there's kind of like four parts to a prayer. We initially, and of course, Jesus Christ gave the Lord's Prayer. And that is a, a model prayer. So first we pray to our Heavenly Father. And then it would be a good thing to thank Him for our blessings that we enjoy and think of things in your life that you're grateful for. It's important to express gratitude. And then we can ask for things. And then we close it in the name of Jesus Christ. 
uh, everything we, we understand as Christians is through Jesus Christ. Um, I still think other prayers for those who don't believe in Christ are still valid. But for those of us who have been taught, we know that from just read John chapter one in the four gospels, you'll see that, you know, it's through Christ that all things were made. He's the logos or the word. Um, uh, Sean, can you talk for a minute about why fasting, which means skipping meals and not eating, how that enhances the prayer experience and why, why our forefathers did it? It's because it helps focus our minds and it clears our minds in a way. Uh, one of the things that's probably the most inhibitive to getting answers is sugar in your system, having too much sugar. And that is one of the major blocks in allowing that pineal gland and stuff to receive answers. That well, The pineal gland is an interesting subject, but it's connected right where our eyes connect and yet it has, you know, in the back of our brain. So it's back there wired in the same spot that our eyes are, but it has rod and cone cells and it's placed right in the center of our foreheads behind our eyes there. And it's only the size of about a rice kernel, but it's been proven time and time again, how that things come through that and expand and open hmm. and, um, allow us to connect that way but it really does increase the intensity of the light that comes from us as we fast and the savior says we should you know fast in secret we don't want to do it to put on a show for anybody this right. is uh, between us and the lord and um one of the, the lord one of the things that i've seen that are so important that i think is going to change in the future is that you know, anciently in the Bible and stuff, you out of the year, you know, when you fasted, let's say once a month, four of those fasts were to be for gratitude for all that Heavenly Father has brought to you. And just uh, fasting to say thank you for the wonderful home that I have. Thank you that my kids are growing up. Thanks for the food that we have on the table. That kind of a fast will bring us more gratification and more power to ourselves as we ask than almost anything else. I'm very grateful for the country that we live in. I'm grateful to how it was started and the, the pattern of the Constitution that we have. One of the things we can do when we pray with others is, in our mind, repeat the words. It helps us to stay focused on what's being said. And of course, the word amen, when we at the end of a prayer, means that we, I think it means to me at least that we agree with what has been said in the prayer. Right. Um, you know, I've attended several other churches other than our own, and many times at the end of the meeting, uh, they ask for people that haven't prayed before or feel like they need help praying, and you go to the back and uh, stand with them and uh, pray in the back and learn how to pray. And I think it's a beautiful thing for people that have never experienced prayer before in their lives and feel uncomfortable in that way. And I've been with many other faiths and different things in their prayers. The key thing is addressing uh, God, Lord, Heavenly Father, and then closing it with Jesus, the Savior. And uh, those two key points and nothing else matters a whole lot you can refine it and make it you know more to you especially with gratitude 
in their gratitudes always that little secret ingredient that just takes you over the top in all your requests. One time I was taught, sometimes just offer a prayer of gratitude. Don't ask for anything. Just thank the Lord uh, and focus our attention on all the things that are going right in our lives and in the world. And that's a good exercise, too, just to sometimes only do that part of a prayer. Um, so what, I, what I'd like to do, this is another impression I had. This is not something I would normally do. I can't even say I'm very comfortable doing it, but I feel like it might be a good if I offered a prayer in this recording to kind of model or demonstrate how a prayer could be. And if anybody uh, gets in, is encouraged by this type of prayer, I would encourage them to, to offer a prayer or repeat the prayer. To, um, and uh, so if that's okay, I'd like to do that now. Just do that. Okay. And by the way, in our church, when we pray, we're encouraged to use some of the more formal language like thee and thou for uh it which is actually um it used to be part of the english language you had i and then thee and thou and thine which was the more familiar form we think it's a formal form but it's not it's actually the most intimate form of speaking with the lord so uh i've been debating whether to use the word you and your or whether you use word thee and thou, I'm going to use thee and thou, I think. But if you don't know how to use those words, just feel free to use the you and your instead. But uh, anyway, I'd like to just have everybody say a prayer with us. And we have prayed in the past, uh, gotten together on the Zoom call and prayed. And I think we're going to start doing that more because yeah. the one thing Sean hasn't come out and said, and it's not important to talk about numbers, but if we don't have enough prayer in this country, if we're not showing enough faith as a, as a group, um, well, the blessings are going to be withheld and we could, and, and sin and wickedness can overtake us more than it needs to be. And uh, the Lord is not happy with the amount of prayers that we are offering uh, on behalf of ourselves. And, I think Sean used the word with me where we become complacent as yes. Christians in our in our prayers, in our um patterns. So think about that. Reagan. You know, I mean you've delved into this a little bit. I've I feel impressed. Maybe I could share more of what I saw there from the book of life that's up there. So I've seen this plan that we voted on, and it's on a marble pedestal. Uh, white and blue streaks through it coming up. And it sits kind of like when I've walked out to it, it's on a glass, like you're standing on a giant glass marble, like the the world that it's on is glass. And on top of this pedestal is a gold-leafed book. Hmm. And in the pages within it have our plan here on Earth. And even as we approach these next few years, there are seals on this book and which no one but Heavenly Father knows what's behind the seal. Not even the Savior has access to what's behind those seals, and he is allowed to take those off. So one of the things that I saw is if we drop below a certain amount of prayers around the world daily, 
a certain number of people not, you know, let's say, well, if we drop below 13% of the people praying, then there's a law that says, you know, you guys are failing really badly and all things are thrown out and all the rest of the plan is null and void. And Elohim comes in, Heavenly Father comes in and takes over as he did in Sodom and Gomorrah, pulls out the few righteous left and just wipes out everything. And we've been dangerously close to this around the world. And it's just, you know, we really don't have, I mean, yeah, it's scary talking to our neighbor about prayer, but as we pray and as that light comes to us, it will be a magnet that just other people start to pray. And that's the way, like when you the saints start to gather, they don't have to do a whole lot. It's Once this magnet is started, people are just attracted for no reason to search out and know, and they just come to it like a magnet. And so as we proceed on, there's a, a graph chart, and if we don't meet these points as we increase through the coming days, then we can lose control over everything and just pluck off the few righteous and it'd be gone. Hmm. All burned. I look up the word book of life while you were talking. Is that the same book or is that a different book? Because that, that often, phrase is used about 19 times in the scriptures. Well, I I'm not sure exactly what the appropriate name is, but I I would I come sometimes call it the plan of salvation. I call it the book of life. Um, it's referred to many different ways. We don't have the right endemic word to call it because that's it's all in a demi in a demic language and everything. Maybe I'm getting us off track. I apologize. That's kind of a maybe somewhat irrelevant to what we're talking about. So I apologize for getting off track, but. Um, it's really just the plan to bring us back and to bring as many of us back as we can. And that's an outline that if this, then this. And it's just, it really is a law book that helps bring us home and helps, you know, if if so-and-so's not doing this, then this pattern is used. If so-and-so's doing this, this pattern is used. And so it's like a flow chart in a way, too. So okay. Thank you for those insights, Sean. And now I'd like to just we were gonna keep this nice and short today. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're we're towards the end of the, the National Prayer Day. So hopefully when we send this out, you'll be thinking about this. But uh, let me offer a prayer now and then we'll we'll let Sean add any words he wants to add. Our Father in heaven, we're grateful to thee for all of our blessings. And we thank Thee for the freedoms that we enjoy coming to this earth. We're grateful for the opportunities to both fail and to succeed because we can learn from all of our experiences. We're grateful that freedom is still available in this world. But at this time, we'd like to focus on our country, the United States of America, in which we live. And for those who are in their own countries, we ask that they can say a similar prayer. Father, 
We're grateful for the freedom secured by the United States Constitution. We know from Revelation that the, those who assembled that document were inspired and that they were raised up for that very purpose and that the Constitution has become a model for the world that wants to build uh, a democracy where we have the right to choose who governs us and we're grateful to have a system in place where we can vote for good people to rule this country but we also know that over time uh, we haven't always brought in the best people and some have um, come into our halls of governance and have done wickedly Father, there's a, a lot of misinformation, a lot of confusion. This is, the, and a lot of contention that has been created in the past few years with an increasing amount. And we pray that we can recognize the truth. We pray for discernment to know who we should follow in this country. We pray that thou wilt expose the truth of things that are unfolding in front of us. We ask for courage to do the right things in our lives. We pray that we can find those who are worthy and chosen, as in the ancient, earlier times when we needed inspired leadership, that we can identify those who are inspired and will seek to uphold the Constitution and the rights that are secured by it and the Bill of Rights. We pray that thou wilt expose evil in our government and root out those elements that are causing our country to suffer. And we pray that we can do our part through prayer and through our actions to secure and preserve the freedoms for our children and our grandchildren into the coming generations that will be born upon this earth. We ask the Father to lift the curse upon this nation because we know that when we break our covenants with thee that a cursing can follow and will follow. But we can minimize that if we will re recommit to living the principles of the gospel which are so simple to love thee and to love our neighbors and to do good to others. We pray that through this short little prayer that others will be inspired to pray for our families, for our communities, and for our country. And we say these things humbly in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Did you want to Our add Heavenly anything? Father, I would love to. Our Heavenly Father, I am so grateful for the knowledge of thy existence and for the opportunity to worship in this beautiful country and ask that angels may be sent to help others that don't have the freedom to worship as they please. I ask that peace will come unto all those that seek thee in prayer. 
that they may have assurance of thy existence and thy plan. We're so grateful for these many blessings that we enjoy. In the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Well, I hope none of you feel like that was ostentatious in any way to do that prayer and record it and share it. Just know that we we pray over every podcast to try and uh, align ourselves with the Spirit. And uh, just encourage you on this day of prayer, this National Day of Prayer, to make an extra effort uh, regularly to pray. Just think if we all just said twice as many prayers as we usually mm-hmm. do, that would be a great start. So yes. anything else you want to, you want to share, Sean? No, I just thank you for having this wonderful opportunity on this day to do this. It means a lot. All right, everybody. Well, stay tuned for another upcoming episode of Vision of Zion, where we will continue to go through the extremely relevant and very timely book of Isaiah. Thanks for listening. Thank you.